Guys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the SoCal Watch Reviews Podcast. This is episode 92. Uh, we are sorry we've been uh, a little MIA. We took a little bit of time off. Things have been a little hectic, but we are back and we got plenty more uh, in store for you guys. So I hope you stick around. Thank you so much. It's been a crazy journey and we appreciate your time. Uh, P. Ross, how's it going, man? Yo, what's going on, man? It's good to be back in the building. SoCal Watch Reviews Podcast. We ain't taking no prisoners. We doing it big. You understand what I'm saying? Let's get into it. You heard the man. You heard the man. AP, so, you know, one of the beauties of running a podcast and a show on YouTube or whatever is that you get to become friends with a lot of people and most typically... Yeah, you become friends with people that you never really otherwise would have even met, right? Because you're in different parts of the country or the world or different paths in life. So it's cool that watches have really <clears throat> opened the doors for a lot of friendships. And this next guy, um, you know, he started as a fan and then we started talking and he sort of, you know, became a friend now. And and I invited him Absolutely. over to the show because he's super knowledgeable, really nice guy. So if, if you don't mind, do the introduction and then we'll get into it. No, it's been a, a while since I've done an introduction. So I'm he forgot how to do it. Very, very special. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Right now we have a great watch enthusiast in the building and he runs his own YouTube channel. Watch rolling. Check him out on Instagram and all that. You understand what I'm saying? Support this guy. We got Jason in the building. Watch rolling. <laughs> so yes, Jason, are you on YouTube yet? You're going to be on. YouTube, uh, I'm going to be eventually. Yeah, yep, down the road. I'm. Uh, you don't I'm have building. A, That's cool. Some, somebody Instagram. already got a no. Someone already has a YouTube channel called Watch Rolling. Hey, oh. well, they're 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 posters, man. Huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go pay him a visit. You go pay him a visit. <laughs> if you're watching Watch Rolling, if you're watching your YouTube channel, no yeah. disrespect, we're just kidding. Con. But Jason, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Thanks, P, for great, the introduction. Great. great, absolutely. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good, man. So you're uh, you're in the United States, right? Yes. So uh, you're your fellow U.S. citizen. Uh, we've been talking. You're a huge watch guy. Uh, sports watch, sports watches is kind of your thing, right? Dive yeah, dive watches. watches, sportier watches right now. Um, I think I need to do a little, get a little more education on dress watches <laughs> and stuff like that before I go. Mm. Yeah, know, learn some more stuff before yeah, it's I go. Not for everybody, it's, it's definitely not for everybody. I know a lot of people gravitate more towards a certain style of watch, and that's completely okay, you know. But uh, I guess before we really get into the meat and potatoes of our topic today and, and who you are and all that stuff, let's do a, a wrist check. Um, so your guess, we'll let you go first, man. I am wearing the SNA four eleven Seiko on the NDC strap, and uh, the official watch of the SoCal Watch Reviews podcast. Oh shoot! See, Yo, see, hot. he's a real fan. That's hot. hot. P Ross, what are you rocking? Um, I am wa- rocking the official watch of the SoCal Watch <laughs> Reviews podcast. <laughs> yeah, on the very old elastic strap. Oh, nice man. Yeah, there you go. Well. I have to do it, guys. <laughs> Seiko Flightmaster SNA four eleven on yeah. a eBay strap that I found when what this is like five years, six years ago when I bought this watch. So cool. I mean, I just love the the color on this. And and we were just talking um before the podcast about this watch and what value it brings. It's it's a super complicated looking watch. There's no denial. But if you're into Breitling Navitimers and and very complicated yeah. watches, I mean, this really scratches the itch. Um, I know P. Ross is a huge fan of the Breitling Navitimer. He's yeah. been watching yeah. it forever. But Dude. when yes. he bought this watch and when he was going to buy it, I said, you know what? It's, it's probably going to scratch the itch a little bit. And I never actually followed up with you, P. Did, did it? Did it do anything it, it, for it, you? It did. It scratched the itch a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's not. Great. We're not comparing it to a Navitimer. We're not crazy. We're not dumb. No. But it, it really does give you that kind yeah. of vibe. Uh, in a way, in a sake of a very sake away, and it's a great reliable watch. I mean, it's 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 rare to find a chronograph for like 200 meter water resistance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe I'm saying rare. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making that assumption. But uh, it does have screw down pushers, screw down crown, 200 meters water resistance. One thing I don't like is the lack of sapphire. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, yeah. I have to. I find myself being really careful with it. 
you know, yeah. when I'm wearing it, especially if I, um, it sounds crazy, but around doorknobs, which I mean, you really can never get away from, but I've deemed it a couple of times and I look down, I'm like, ah, ah you know, this I is it. This that, is it. Yeah. I've had that issue too, thinking that I'm just going to tear it up, running into doorknobs, running into anything, hand swing, bow, just whatever. It's crazy. And that that's a crazy thing that I, so I used to wear watches, right? Growing up, but I was never a watch guy. I just wore a watch just for aesthetic reasons or whatever. And I never remember being careful with my watches or thinking, oh, I better watch that doorknob or I better not get in the pool. Like I just wore a watch. I didn't really yeah. care, you know, but mm-hmm. that's the crazy thing about watch collecting that you become so like, not everybody, but me at least, I'm like you guys, I baby my watches. I'm like, oh, I gotta be careful. Yeah. Gotta be careful. Or, you know, it's raining outside. What watch am I wearing? I'm going to be really careful. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the more you learn, the worse it gets. You know what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Jason, why don't, why don't you let the people know a little bit about you and what got you into uh, watch collecting? Uh, well, you know, my name is Jason. Uh, retired military. I served in the Navy for 20 years. Uh, always had G-Shocks when I was in the Navy. Uh, they were just pretty cheap to get. Um, you knew they could take a beating and uh, yeah. they were just dependable. Uh, how I got into watches, honestly, I don't even know. I think, you know, me and my wife are just, we'll watch YouTube on occasions, usually on weeknights and we're kind of uh, pinched for time. And I think I came across, I don't know if it was TGV's channel or it was Teddy Baldessar's channel, something. It, somehow it popped up on the feed. Maybe I was looking up time or I got interested in the Aztec calendar, I think. And then, you know, watch stuff started popping up. And uh, I had purchased a Citizen Promaster once on sale, the Promaster Diver, the blue one. Yeah. And when I first got it in my hands, I was like, man, it's a really nice watch. Like, for the price I paid for it's pretty cheap. And I was like, sure. I just couldn't believe it. And I started looking at it and then I started watching the videos and then I just kind of fell down a rabbit hole of, I went to, I saw Jody's channel. I learned about the Belova lunar pilot and I was like, wow, man, only two watches. Cause I'm a big history guy. I read a lot. And uh, I was like, man, only two watches I've ever been to the moon. This is the second one. You know, it's literally not the watch, but it's a model of the watch that went yeah. to the moon, you know, yeah. and I heard the story behind it. And then that was it, man. I just went off the deep end um you know i'm kind of that way yeah i mean if i learn about something i find it interesting i kind of just have always done that you know i just dive deep into it try to learn as much and um so that's just led to this i started collecting um i really love divers i have quite a bit i think that's just because i was in the navy and the whole aesthetic of a dive watch reminds you can reminds me of a ship a little bit um very industrial you know pretty strong built well and uh that's it for my watch stuff so how long ago was the 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 watch collecting journey when did when did it get started oh uh, i'm thinking it's been about two years two years if i'm saying like if i'm if i'm saying like when yeah. i actually started reading about stuff learning stuff reading right. books two years mm. so you've been addicted for two years guys. <laughs> it's, a, it's a yes yeah yeah it's, it's crazy oh, isn't it? it it just it consumes your life so much and you need to be really careful and i know um the time teller uh jory goodman came out with a with a i think it's a hat and a shirt now that says don't start watch collecting yeah <laughs> and it's it's funny right it's like uh you know ha-ha, it's hilarious but honestly like if if i could recommend somebody into anything is like cars and watches are very expensive find another hobby collect pencils or something <laughs> i don't know because oh yeah it's never ending. Like it's like you, you get a watch and you want another watch and then you get that other watch, but then you want another watch. And then you look at things in your collection and you're like, yeah, I really liked it at one point, but maybe it's time to sell you. And it's like, no, you really liked that watch at one point you bought it for a reason, but now you want to get rid of it. It's interesting. I don't know. Would you guys, what what do you guys think about that? Would you recommend anybody not get into watch collecting? I would recommend that if you get into watch collecting, don't do what I did. Just buy anything that you claim that you like. Buy what you can't afford and take your time with it. You know what I mean? Or you're going to end up with 200 watches like I was. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's great advice. Yeah. Great I, w- advice. I would say take a take an honest look at your life and what you do. You know? I don't think I have a lot of dress watches because if I'm honest, I don't really dress up all that much. I mean, I wear business casual stuff to work. Um, we lead a pretty busy life, but we're not going out all the time. So I don't really need dress watches. You know, we kind of run around town do stuff. So having a watch that's a little rugged, you know, working in the yard or, or uh, 
just messing around. It's nice to have something a little rugged. Cause I think a lot of times people will start buying a watch and realize it doesn't really fit what they're doing all the time. And uh, you know, if you wear a suit all the time, how many dive watches can you really wear if you're really suited? You know what I mean? Like if you're, if your cuffs fit and your suit jack, you know, they're pretty big watches. Yes. And then back up what P said about understanding your finances, you know, like some of them ones are calling, but you know, I got, I got other stuff to take care of. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, look, I'm not, I'm going to not to two points there. Number one, I, I agree with you that you got to look at your lifestyle and see what mm. kind of fits within your lifestyle. The problem is there's a lot of YouTube uh, influencers and, and Instagram and whatnot that they wear, let's say a dress watch and it looks so good on them. And you're like, dang, that looks cool. And then you watch a video and they start describing this whole thing, like very romantic. And you're like, I need that in my life. And you get kind of enamored and kind of sold on the idea that, yeah, you could wear that, right? And and that's a problem for me, at least for me, uh, that a lot of these watches, some of them that I bought was because of a video, because of an image that I saw. And I wanted to kind of, it looked so cool that I wanted to be cool too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but the reality was that I got the watch and it just wasn't for me, you know? And yeah. unfortunately, it's not like you could go to a store. Sometimes you can, but it, it's really hard to go to a store and just try it on and even if you do trying on a watch is not the same as actually wearing a watch for like a month and, and really giving it a go yeah. and see if it's for you um so that's interesting and uh number two in regards to buying too fast i completely agree with p i mean it's just like any hobby you get deep in into a hobby and you want to go all in right so you start buying all kinds of things and the thing about watches is that there is a lot of affordable watches in the sub, what, $350, sub yeah. $350 range that you're like, you know what, it's expensive, but I could swing it. But it's like, well, great, you bought four of these $350 watches. If you would have used those funds and waited, you could have bought something a little bit mm -hmm. better that actually holds its value gets you more respect in the watch community if you care about that sort of thing but not only that you're getting you're going a different level different level of finishing fit finish oh, yeah. i mean it, it, just everything just everything you know what i mean so right and it's crazy because like i was talking to my wife about uh my watch gang days and like how much money i wasted on that you know what i mean like it was just incredible now i look at this watch gang collection which i mostly passed along to my daughter you know what I mean? And I'm just like, I just, I just wasted so much cash. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and out of all the watches I got from them two were really only worth anything. So how much like, 30 bucks a month? You told me, right. It was uh yeah. 29 99. And you did it for over a year. Yeah. Over a year. See, Almost that's a lot years. of money. That's a lot of money right Almost there. Yeah. So, so I, I really regret that now. So, yeah, it, it's funny. It's actually how I met Pete Ross was because of the, the watch gang thing. Well, because of Dave, but the reason I had him on the podcast is because I, I heard a lot of controversy with watch gang, right? It's like, how can you let somebody else pick a watch for you? I mean, picking a watch already is difficult enough. And like we said, you buy something and then it just doesn't, it doesn't speak to you. Yeah. So how can you let another man or woman pick whatever they think you want and just send it to you? To me, is this kind of like, to me that would never work but for p it yeah. did and you know it did for a while but look a few years later now he regrets it because he he's more of a, a of an enthusiast i guess you can say yeah. a collector right, where he right. sees things a little bit different and he's not just after that just a look or fashion he actually cares about the the background of a company yeah. there's just so much Absolutely. more to watch collecting you know so if you're watching you're listening you're new to watch collecting just slow down do yeah. your research, you know, really, really dig around. Same thing with homage watches. Like, I'm not trying to knock them. We've done enough of that in this podcast. But um, same thing, you know, I have a lot of friends. We know a lot of acquaintances that bought a lot of homage watches and ended up just selling mm -hmm. most of them and moving into something else just because they're like, you know what? Yeah, you're getting the look. You're getting the kind of the feel. But again, you're buying so many of these things. You're spending so much money. You might as well just get something with 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 a little bit of better finishing better quality uh better history you know but yeah because you don't realize it until you hold them in your hand right yeah you know like when i've seen some of the higher end stuff you know the entry level higher end stuff like rolex and and tudor but when you see them in in person you're like man yeah. this finishing is so much better and then 
you know, the, the crystal on it's so much better. And it, the weight, even like the way the weight's just distributed is so much better. It's like, okay, you know, it's kind of like, I always joke around about, like, I don't understand why you buy a Toyota Avalon when you can get an entry level, the nicer version, you know, or same thing with the Honda. Like if you want the nicer, you can get a lower end one, which is as much stuff for close to the same amount of money, but that's a personal choice, you know? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Actually. So different parts of the world operate differently, but here in, in the U S especially California, uh, you could get, you know, pre-owned BMW or Mercedes in the you know 20 something thousand dollar range. Granted, I don't know how many miles you're going to get on it. Uh, probably quite a few, but for the same price, actually a little bit more, you could get a brand new, like Honda civic. So yeah. it's like, okay, well, completely different cars. What, what are you going for? Right. Are you going for reliability? You're looking for a good commuter or do you want something a little bit better and kind of for the same price, you could pick up something pre-owned and it's almost the same thing uh, in the watch community. You know, if you get something pre-owned perhaps you maybe end up paying the same as like an entry level brand new Seiko, you know? Um, So there's definitely different things to explore in the watch community, just like in the watch in the car community, you know what I mean? But I agree with you, Jason, just, there's something about those kind of higher end watches that uh, the fit, the finish, the weight distribution is just, it's, it's hard to put your, your kind of mm-hmm. like your finger on it, but it, 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 it's definitely something, you know? So, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, man. So All right. if you had to recommend a watch to someone getting into the military, what watch would it be and why? <laughs> there's only one right answer to this question. There, there's uh, only, uh, it got to be only one. Hamilton's nice. Hamilton's nice. <laughs> yeah, by the way, so, he's holding up a Hamilton khaki field. So. Yeah, <laughs> Just for everybody sweet. listening. It's pretty sweet. Um, so I, I, I picked three watches for this one, and I'll go over each one of them real quick. Uh, and Miguel and I actually have the same one. So this is a P. Ross GA100. I, I, okay. I got that watch too, yeah. I've had this thing, a GA100 forever yeah. in a day yeah. and uh i mean i've done everything this watch it's ba- I, I don't know it's indestructible i've changed the battery myself on it you know getting in there changing yeah. the battery was easy uh but some important stuff is you know the white the white hands and the, the black and gray background and then the orange backlight mm-hmm. so in the navy we're on a ship and this is common knowledge most ships underway use red lights at nighttime to help you preserve your night vision because if you turn the white light on it can mess up your eye, eyesight and night vision for a while and you won't be able to hmm. see as well. Also, you don't want to like put a white light on the ocean, especially like in a bad time because people could see you forever away, you know? Got so it. this one's got that. It's wonderful. And, you know, being on a ship, especially for the Navy or any kind of rough environment, you're going to bang into stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. People don't realize you're basically in a giant metal box, <laughs> tons of stuff protruding everywhere. You're going to run into people. You're going to run into stuff all the time. I can't tell you how many times I got bruised up, but this was, I think, 90 when I got it, 90 yeah. bucks, I think. And I've had it, I mean, I've had this one forever. I mean, more than seven years, I would think. Yeah. And it's still it's still trucking. Um, By the way, I got mine. My mom bought that one for me for like one of my birthdays with a special from Joe Mashop. We bought it for 50 bucks. Right now. Nice, dude. Yeah, so Joe Mashop. Deals. Joe Mashop, the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Not sponsored by Joe Mashop. Not listening. sponsored. Not sponsored. Sponsor us, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then number two. I have my Marathon Ooh. Pilots Navigator. Ooh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. On a on a Barkin Jack that I got 20 millimeter. Um, my wife got me this. And you know, it's it's, it's all composite material, the case. Mm-hmm. It's this one came with the sapphire crystal. So the newer ones mm-hmm. come with the sapphire crystal. Okay. Um, cool. has a tritium gas tubes yeah. for loom. Mm-hmm. And for anyone that doesn't know, you know, the tritium is a it, it glows on its own. It doesn't need a source of uh, yeah. a light to help it go. And it helps preserve your night vision. That's why they have it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't glow as bright as like, you know, super luminova or any other stuff. Yeah. It's designed to just basically glow all the time in the dark. It's got a rotating bezel. Um, it's awesome. Super lightweight. Let me see that again. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Nice. And this one has the US government markings. They sell a sterile yeah. one, and they also have one with the date. Mm. um marathon is a canadian brand right yep yes they are it's nice it's awesome man awesome little piece how is so let me ask you how is uh we've had adrian on the show before and of course we have to talk about his straps and they look very nice obviously i've i've p ross and i don't think we've ever handled a bark and jack uh, strap in the past but how how is it in your own words i mean well i think uh the finishing is is a, a notch above what I've seen on most, especially when it comes to the brushing. Okay. Uh, 
the the edges of the straps feel a little more well made as far as the stitching goes. Okay, I, I've had plenty of other NATO straps where mm-hmm. you know just from general wear and tear going on, either st- they start to fray or to get that little funny like rubbing on them or something. Well, they kind of scratch you a little bit too because the edges are a little bit unfinished. Yeah, some, some of the other ones. These, these yeah. ones are really soft. I mean, nice. it's almost like a blanket soft. So I like them. Um, but I, I have plenty of other straps, but I wanted to try those ones out and I find myself using those an awful lot. So do you um, recommend so just, Barking Jack and straps, not just for the user yeah. personality, but just as a standalone product? Look at that. Adrian, you see that? Cool. They get the that. thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> you get the thumbs up. Yeah. And then lastly, what do you, what do you recommend? Okay. So, so if, you know, maybe you make, maybe you get advanced in the military, you have some kind of special, you get an award or, you know, you reenlist or something because some people get bonuses to reenlist Oh, and you want to spend a little money. Oh, that's, a, that's this is my baby, right? This that's is my baby. Way. This is one of my grails, the Marathon tr- Marathon Tritium Search and Rescue. Mm. And this thing, man. So they have a GSAR, the Government Search and Rescue. That's the automatic. Put, put that back up there again. I got to see that again. Yeah, I think it's nice. I think it's so deep, man. Like the, the yeah. dial just yes. sits so deep in there. Yes. Wow. And uh, nice. I, I'm going to do a photo shoot here in the future with it at night in the dark so you can see how the, the tritium. Yeah, the silver chapter ring kind of bounces the tritium off in it. It just makes like for a little glowy area, but not too bright That's to mess cool. up your night vision. Mm. But that thing's a tank, man. That thing is a tank. Um, and you know, you could wear it at work every single day, and I think that it would it would handle it. It feels like it would handle it. Yeah. You might, mm. you know, because the the finishing on the metal is nice. It's got drilled lugs, so you can change the straps out all the time if you want to. Um, I didn't. I got that one on eBay. Shout out eBay Watches, who gave me the gift certificate to help get that thing. I got that thing for an excellent price. Congrats MSR. on that, by the way. Oh, thanks, eBay man. Watches reached out to you. That was awesome. Yeah. Cool. And thanks for the. Uh, thanks for a little bit of help, Miguel, because you gave me a little bit of help with it. And uh, remember, we talked. We discussed stuff, and you were like, "Hey, bid this. I bid that." The oh, guy took yeah, the bid. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I made the bid, and, the, and the, the gentleman who owned it sold it to me. The thing's excellent. I got the box and papers with that's it awesome. and everything. Congrats. Yeah. And so Congrats. I think that's just like the high end. Like, if you wanted to spend and you like the military look and you want something rugged that you can wear every day, I mean, that could be your whole, like a whole tour watch. You could wear that watch every day for three years while you're on board a ship or something, and it would take a beating, but it's going to it's gonna be dependable. It's going to be there for you the whole time. So what's interesting to me is that you pick three really good watches, right? And they look very rugged, very military, but they're all quartz watches, correct? Yes. Yeah, so they're all batteries. Okay. So what would you say to people that that uh, purist that mm-hmm. think that quartz are, eh, they're just not for the enthusiasts? Well, let me start by- wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let me, let me start by saying I'm not a scientist, all right? But I've read up on the whole quartz revolution and what they, they discovered when they- put the, the charge of the, whatever you want to say into the crystal and how it kept time. Um, I get it. It's not an automatic. I get, you, you don't get the opportunity to wind the watch and, and do all that stuff and connect with it. But, you know, sometimes you got too much stuff to do, right? Like yeah. if, 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 if I was a, you know, on a ship or let's say I was a Marine or a soldier or an airman or now in the space force um, that you don't have time to wake up and worry about winding your watch. And I get that if you were an automatic, there's a power reserve based on the kind of watch and it should technically be working, but you know, quartz watches, so you want to have three of them and you get stuck wearing the same watch for a week and you don't have time to wind that one. You just may not have time to yeah. wind it when you wake up in the morning. Quartz is get up and go, man. It's fire and forget. Um, you know, and you know, if we're honest, they literally keep better time. They yeah. keep the best yeah. time of any watch 100%. in the world, you know, so, you know, I mean, I get it though. I get it. They're not for everybody, but I think that's everything in the watch hobby. You know, it cannot be for you, but you shouldn't poo poo someone that just yes. likes them. You know, it's, it's their money. They're buying what they want to buy, you know? And uh, yeah, I love them. So I have automatics, is, but I love them. Yeah, of There's course. a lot of science that go behind, of course, watch them. Mm-hmm. A lot of science. Mm-hmm. You know? So what are your thoughts of like, if you, if you could go back in time, right. And this, I, I think it's so cool, but I want to get your thoughts, mm-hmm. especially after what you just told me. So back in the, you know, was it sixties or, or whatever, fifties, mm-hmm. sixties, uh, when, um, you could buy the military could buy like, uh, tutors or Rolexes, mm-hmm. right. To wear. And they were like super inexpensive. I mean, relative to today's mm-hmm. time or whatever. Um, what do you think of that? I mean, obviously we, they, they saw that as a different, 
than we did, right? They saw it as yeah. a tool, not as a Rolex or a two. Yeah, they yeah. just thought, oh, this is a good watch. And that's about it. But oh yeah, what do you think about that? I mean, well, I mean, I think anyone that's watched you know any movie or documentary understands that the ability to coordinate time is important, right? Based on whatever yeah. mission it is you're doing. And Tudors and Rolexes back then, yeah, they were more inexpensive, but they were still very well made watches, right? At the end of the yeah. day, the operation of the automatic movements we're top notch. And I, I think the, uh, the case and the protection it provided matched how well the watch operated. So overall as a tool, you could count on it, right? If you're going through the mud or if it's raining, I mean, think about the people in Vietnam, it was raining like crazy, right? And yeah. They, they didn't get water intrusion in their Seikos or their tutors or whatever they had. And I think it just took a long time for watch companies that did courts to put the level of protection around the courts uh, commensurate with what like Tudor and Rolex was doing. They already had the case thing kind of locked down. These were dive watches, right? So, I mean, as far as keeping everything inside safe, they already had that down packed. It's just that their right. automatic movements were good too, kept good time. Yeah. And then uh, quartz watches when they came out, I mean, everybody was probably trying to make a buck, right? So like, Hey, just throw this plastic case on and have some <laughs> push buttons on there. And, you know, and then eventually people wanted quartz watches that could take a beating and do some work. So I think, I think it's great. I mean, I saw that episode of uh, that show on PBS. I don't know if a lot of say show names where that guy had that Daytona he bought in Cambodia oh, yeah. and he put it mm. 700 grand. Oh right. yeah. yeah. He had the sticker on the back of everything, but that yeah. thing, you know, it probably would have yeah. still been around even if he had used it. If you think about it, it would have just been a little beat up, but the thing would have probably still worked. Yeah. No, I agree with you. All right, so changing gears here, I wanted to get you guys' opinion on the new uh, Vacheron Constantin uh, that, that they came out with. Obviously, this is a uh, limited edition that actually sold out almost immediately. Here it is. This is the overseas, right? The Everest. So, uh, P. Ross, I guess you could go first. Let me, let me know your thoughts on this guy. Uh, looking at it right now, I really like the way that the bracelet matches the dial. Yeah, the stitching you mean with the yeah, yeah, with the yeah. canvas. Yep. Right. But what trips me out is I do not like the date window in between four and the five. At the four o'clock. Like okay. I don't like yeah. That. I don't I don't really like that. Um, and I think I like the rubber strap more than the canvas strap. Yeah. You know let me I mean? Let me let me so everybody watching this, if you if you're listening, we're showing showing the screen of Vacheron Constant and this is their website. I just think they have a few pictures here and there, but it's a little hard to kind of navigate and get more information about things. Movement, self-winding. Okay. Right, Great. Now if we go to the to here we go. So we're in Hodinki right now and, and you can see both of them. So we got the chronograph and we got the uh the the other one, which is the uh dual time, right? So it's a chronograph yeah. and the dual time. Uh, both in think I like the dual time better. Oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! So, uh, all right, Jason, any any first thoughts? And we could dig into uh, it a little bit more. Dual time. Dual time. Uh, I think they should give you more information, considering it's thirty-seven thousand dollars. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I know, I know the. I saw uh, Adrian's video from Bark and Jack. He got a hold of one. And yeah, got to review it. And I, I really appreciated the amount of detail on the movement in the back. The op- oh, the my God. Open case yes. bed you can see. Um, yes. The gold rotor and, you know, the picture the gentleman took right there. Mm, yes. And then the, it's anthracite coating on the, the is that am I, is that right? The darker stuff? I think um, so, yeah. Yeah. And uh, on the, yeah, man, made, the actual movement, yeah. Yeah, he brought up a good point. It allows the, the jewels and, and the movement to pop a little bit more. Yep. I mean, I think it's beautiful. And, and I think the cool part about the, the the bluish color, like I wasn't really sure, but then like when you see pictures of mountains, right, they're always around clouds and the sky and it, the snow always looks kind of like a bluish tinge to it and a lot of grays and blues. And then right, I think that kind of, mm-hmm. that little, little theme goes well. What's the prior reserve again? I think it said 70. Was it? Um, so let me see if it says right here what the power reserve is. 52, so, 52, hours, so it's 52 hours, hours 28,800 uh BPH, 54 joules. Um, so yeah, no, it great watches. I was actually listening to the Gray NATO, great uh, podcast, by the way. Um, and they were actually talking to this gentleman right here, the this explorer, um, Corey Richards. He actually, uh, 
uh, back in uh, when was this? A few years. When, 2019, yeah, I think he had like a a piece only. Uh, here it is. 2019, he had like a, a piece only from Vacheron. They made this really cool um, watch for him, and it sold for like you know expensive price. So they mm-hmm. they decided to make a, a two limited editions, right? 150 pieces each. Uh, one of the chronograph, one of this dual time. And what's interesting here is that you have a mix of titanium and stainless steel. So the, the difference in color is like really cool. Um, you know, these pieces got sold out before they even got released to the public. Uh, $37,000, I believe is the price. Of course, they're going to be selling for crazy amounts of prices. Uh, but one of the cool things that everybody keeps talking about is that dial color. It's just incredible yeah. how the that blue is so nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, the little orange accents and the rotor in the back, that's actually a picture that uh, that he took. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of replicated it there on the rotor. The detail is amazing on that rotor. That's oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And this does come with two, two uh, straps. It comes with this kind of canvas strap and a rubber strap. But I'm not 100% sure if you could uh, put it on a like an overseas uh, bracelet. And you might. I don't know. Uh, that, that's an interesting question. The only thing is that it wouldn't probably match the titanium, right? So mm. look kind of funky. Um, but I think these are a, a winner. Like this is this honestly, I've I've like overseas in the past, but when I saw this, I was like, if I had the money, I would get that in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yes, like it's it's incredible. So what why do you think um that um Vacheron doesn't get the the amount of love that AP and Patek does because I mean they do amazing work. Well, what do, what do you think? What do you think it is? I don't know, man. Um, I know for a fact there are definitely better Vacheron watches that I like more than Patek and AP. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I have no idea, man. But they deserve a lot more credit. Yeah, for sure. So I did some reading and, you know, AP and Patek, they're both family owned, right? And Vacheron's like a conglomerate or consortium. Mm. It's owned by multiple people. So you think that's what it is? I mean, I think, I think if you're family owned, right, you can do basically whatever you want. I mean, and if you know something works for you and you don't have to, I guess, appeal to everybody, you appeal to a core group of people. You know, mm. and you don't really because I, I can't remember which I was listening to something the other day and they were talking about how I think it was uh, Teddy and he had on Kevin O'Leary and, they, and he brought up a good point about how like Rolex's design elements don't change very much. Yeah, but they always are updating the technology inside the watch. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the look that's been there forever, but you know, you're getting a better, literally better watch. And I don't know, maybe families can do that. Like, they're like, hey, we can upgrade the movement inside, but we're kind of keeping this AP, you know, we're keeping the Royal Oak theme, we're keeping this. And then if you have a bunch of people making decisions, maybe it's just, it leads to, because, I mean, you look at some of the, you look at some, like, you scroll back up, if you look at some of the Vacheron, some of them, like, like these chronographs, like, though that, that blue one in the middle looks different, but this black one on the left, the overseas, I mean, how much different at a glance and I, and I think that matters to us watch people, maybe not the regular people in the world, but yeah. you know, if someone walked by with that on, would you really be like, Oh, that's an overseas chronograph from Vacheron no, Constant? Right, right. You'd be like, no, Oh, it's a, just... it's a pretty chronograph, you know, but like an AP Royal Oak, like you either know it's a Royal Oak or it's someone's mod <laughs> to look like the Royal Oak. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, but you, you instantly know what it is, you know, but by the, by the case shape and stuff. So. I love Vacheron though. I, 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 w- I was scrolling through the website like you're doing and uh, number one, their logo and the font yeah. is like chef's kiss, man. You know what I mean? Like it, it when they use it, it always works. Um, and they have a wide selection of stuff. There was a lot of stuff on there. I liked. Yeah. There's, I think it's, I mean, I honestly, I'm going to be honest. I, I I've been on the website maybe before once to do a little bit of research, but I never actually scrolled through the website and I can't believe that they have this many models. Like mm-hmm. this is like, mm-hmm. I guess as watch collectors, you always is uh, hear about the same model over and over and over. And this is probably one of a, uh, the history of America, yeah. 1921. This is kind of like a, a kind of a crazy shape uh, that they have. So this is very recognizable. I like I that mean, though. I yeah. like that. I think, I think Vacheron Constantin, if I saw that, I recognize immediately that that's a Vacheron Constantin. But yeah, you're right. I mean, if I saw everything else, it just kind of, it doesn't, it, I, I can't really recognize it, you know? Mm. So 
but uh what can they do different i mean i i think they could take the route of maybe like ap and patek and just kind of really go after one particular model and really kind of blow it up and maybe from there just kind of start doing other things i mean that's what ap does right they became kind of one of those one trick pony with the royal oak and of course they they tried the uh the different things with the code 11 59 i believe that's what it's called uh, yeah. wasn't a great hit but uh then they do things like the black panther and get everybody crazy but it doesn't matter promote any promotion is good promotion and and they're in everybody's mouth and then with these gray market shows on on youtube and whatever all they feature on there honestly is like richard meal ap rolex is always the same models and the same brands always 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 so of course by by doing something so much and talking about the same thing over and over and over that's why people know what they are you know right. so yeah and you don't really see vacheron like in the social media space that much no you, you know don't what I mean? like no man, i think if they they work with they social media a little bit more yeah you know yeah i think part of it too is i have a buddy of mine who he was in the navy and he retired and he went to culinary school and became a chef and uh he talks about uh menus and restaurants about how if you go to a restaurant and they have 120 things in the menu are are they all equally good but if you right. go to a restaurant and there's like 20 things in the menu and the restaurant's known for two or three things. Like, you know, right. you're getting that consistency and the quality every single right. time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think Vacheron, like if I, if I ever had a chance to own one, I definitely would overseas overseas is definitely the one for yeah. me, but I mean, and we're looking at a, uh, at a movement right here. This is a minute repeater. It's just incredible. Like beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. And, and there's a reason why these guys are Holy Trinity, you know, but I just feel like they just don't get the the respect that, that they deserve, if I'm being honest. But uh, right. anyway, yeah, I definitely wanted to talk about this uh, new watch from them because I think it's uh, it's beautiful. And I think oh, um, it is. <laughs> I don't know why they did a limited edition. I'm, I'm hoping they uh, like I could buy it. Right. But I'm, I'm hoping they come out with with this as a as a regular version, maybe a slight variation of it. But this dial color just absolutely works 100 mm -hmm. in my opinion so winner for me what, what about you guys oh yeah Def definitely a winner on both of them but i prefer the dual time more yeah yeah, yeah the dual time for sure for sure that date window at the whatever yeah it just doesn't work for me <laughs> jason winner for you oh winner yeah okay the cool. way they frame the way they frame the dial with the bezel and how the bezel is a slightly different color than the case it's cool is, right? uh, yeah. yeah it really draws your eyes to the dial yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Another uh, release I wanted to get you guys' take on is Baltic. Ooh. So Baltic <laughs> has been doing a lot of cool things, right? They, they've they been killing it with these kind of like uh, vintage inspired uh, pieces. And yeah, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this new Baltic, the MR01 that sold out in an hour, two hours. I don't know, but it, the Salmondale sold out almost immediately. So what are you guys' thoughts on this watch? You can go, Jason. Okay. Um, I want to start. I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't. My wife can't stand how big the subdial is for the seconds. What? Yeah. Okay. We looked at it last night, and uh, she's like, why is it taking up the seven and the eight just for the seconds? And I'm like, well, that's a good question. Um, I like the Breguet numbers. Uh, I mean, it's definitely an attractive watch. And when you look at the movement and everything, but it's a, it's a I, I always mispronounce the word, but it's a Chinese movement, not to bash Chinese movements, but uh it's a han han show micro yeah, rotor caliber yeah. 5000a i mean i've actually a, seen I'll, yeah, it's I'll a beautiful watch thoughts, but i've actually seen this movement in the metal so yeah and then for the amount of money like a hesolite crystal hesolite glass you know um i mean I've, i i looked at some other watches with that movement and yeah it's about half the price you know, so I mean, I, and so that's why I'm, I'm kind of confused with like dress watches because for me, this would be a dress watch, right? I'd wear this with a suit or we went it out is. to dinner yeah. for evening out. So, I mean, does it really matter if it's Hesselite? I guess not. I mean, I'm not going to go out and like, you know, bang metal together when I'm in a suit or something, but it, it definitely is pretty. But uh, I don't know if that's, I love the letter, the numbers. I love the Brigham numbers. Very 1930s. Yeah. Um, I like the railroad track around it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's where I get com not confused, but I just go back and forth about a dress watch because I probably wouldn't never need more than one dress watch. 
right? So if I got a dress watch, I'd probably spend a little more money on it. Um, the silver dowel version of this one mm-hmm. is beautiful. If you get a chance to look at that one. Oh, man. That right there. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I've always liked gray and silver and stuff and that thing. Because it's so subtle, I think. It's yeah. just, you know, but I bet in the light, in the light, it catches the light just right. Um, and I think that that big subdial is toned down when it's roughly the same color as the dial. Cause I think it's a different yeah. color on the, on the salmon dial. Yeah. I so I think it. it's a little less, you know, but it's a yeah, good looking watch. Cool. P Ross. This is right up my alley. Yo, <laughs> that vintage aesthetic is killing it. The brigade numbers. And, and, and for, I love what a second hand, the second dial is. I love that. I love that. I love that second hand right there. Between the um, nine and the six, that is so hot, yo. And I prefer the silver over any one other color. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So I know how people do you go crazy over the salmon dial, but you know that silver, that grayish, yeah. all that is smoking hot. Because I think it'll go with everything, right? I mean, yeah. if you're wearing a, a black suit, a blue suit, I mean, whatever. Um, you know, it will just seamlessly i mean of course you can change straps but i mean the dial just goes with whatever you're gonna wear right so what do you think about the the uh crystal like jason said they're not giving you uh Mm. uh, you know sapphire yeah i know but uh has the light so i mean mean, but then again it's like on on the scale where this has the light where is it in between like on the scale you got sapphire then what well, I mean, Hesalite, you have mineral. Isn't Hesalite mineral? I have no idea. <laughs> I yeah, don't it's know a, it's a, materials, but it's a glass. But I mean, Hesalite was it was used on the original Speedmaster, right? Because it, yeah, if it, if it cracked, it wouldn't go all over the place. Yeah, like sapphire, it wouldn't kill anybody. It, it wouldn't jack up people kill. inside. Yeah, right, because right. Of, the, of the gravity. But I think uh, the reason, in my opinion, uh, why they use Hesalite is because Hesalite has this like warmth to it, right? And they're trying to harpen back, like you said, Jason, with the brigand numerals to like uh, back in the days. And that's what Baltic is right. all about, right? It's all about that vintage aesthetic with a modern twist. So I think it, this was very purposely uh, built. Uh, do I think the price is a little expensive? Yeah, because I actually held these uh, and reviewed the Solus watch with the same exact same movement. And I can tell you from firsthand experience mm. that this Chinese movement in person is beautiful it's incredible mm. i i honestly wanted to pick up a solas because of the movement however i didn't because the the dial on that one just didn't speak to me so i was like yeah, yeah i didn't spend my money on was something that the one just... with the stars and stuff yeah 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 okay. with all the glittery yeah. stuff I, I just thought yeah. like that wasn't for me this was right up my alley but when i saw the price i was like yeah that's a yeah. little too much like 700 mm. bucks or something like that it's 36 millimeters too it's 36. So it's perfect for me. I mean, I, I love 34, yeah, 36. I it's, it's perfect. So it's perfect for me. For me, the actually the uh, I'm on the bandwagon with everybody else. This one did it for me. The uh, the salmon dial, just because I love salmon dials. Like yeah. I, I have two in the collection and I they're very well, sub, sub dial is the same color. Yeah. yeah. So for, for me, it's very dressy. And to be honest with you, uh, Jason, it doesn't. Uh, really bug me the size of it they, they could have slimmed mm. it down a little bit they could have slimmed it down a little bit but uh i like it personally i like it yeah i i like yeah. it too but uh yeah I, I i think the thing that i don't like is the pricing to be honest with you and and yeah. the fact that they sold out immediately and i have two friends actually that picks them up um and uh anthony watch with me and Josh from Town to Watch, he actually picked one up. I think uh, mm. Anthony picked up the Salmondale one, and uh, Josh picked up the silver one. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, they sold out immediately. High. So, how do you guys feel about um, Baltic kind of selling for crazy prices on the secondary market? Because it's not the first time that this happens. Last time was with their Chronograph. So, how do you guys feel about yeah. Baltic as a, as a brand, and and people go crazy for these? I think they're great as a brand. You know what I'm saying? I would like to pick one up one day, but not for the secondary prices. See, this is, yeah. this is, this is, I get uh, the reason I'm asking is because 
Baltic is notorious for using Chinese movements. For their yeah. chronograph, they're using the Seagull ST19. Right. <clears throat> and now for this micro rotor, they're using another Chinese movement. Nothing wrong with Chinese movements, but in the market where they sit, a lot of people just see them or correlate with uh, micro brands. Not so much, uh, or, or I'm, I'm sorry, not micro brands, but more um, homage watches, you know? Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Baltic and has that's been, far from the truth, though, but. It, it it is. I actually yeah. saw this this metal like I, I mean this um movement in the metal, like I said, and it's it's really, really nice. And yeah. A B from Watch Collecting Strategies, he has a video out on this watch on the MR01. Go check it out. And he actually took it to his watchmaker. And the watchmaker told him he looked at the movement. He's like, honestly, I can't tell you about the longevity of the movement, but I can tell you that it's very serviceable, which is mm. a good nice. thing to hear. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know this, but any micro rotor uh, movement watch is really expensive. I think the cheapest one starts off like at $10,000. So to yeah. have something like this in the six, $700 range is respectable. And furthermore, if you go to AliExpress, which I think our friend Eve uh, from alias Steve Dan channel, yeah. I think she changed her name, but she put, she looked it up on AliExpress and you could pick up a watch like this in like the 200s. It won't be vault Baltic, but it will have yeah, the same movement. Right. So. right. Hmm. I mean, I've never, I've never held a Baltic. I've only seen pictures of what people post. Yeah. But me too. there's another, there's another company. That I, it's a similar situation, I think, called Helm. Have you seen the Helm watches? Yes. The dive watches. Mm-hmm. So I've been on the Helm Vanatu waiting list for I don't know how long. And uh, okay. they used to have a little thing where you go in there, you log in, you put your email, and they told you what number you were in the queue for the watches. Okay. And those things go on the aftermarket when you can secondary market, when you can find them for like roughly three times the cost easily. That's crazy. And uh, when you look at it, when you look at the specs, I mean, I don't know if you're getting any better movement. I just like the way they look and the way they're built from what I've seen. And there's something about the overall design that speaks to me. And I think that might be it with Baltic too. Like the, the way they package their stuff, you know, if you like the vintage look, if you like the modern twist on it, and then, you know, you're getting a movement that's a little bit different for a yeah. reasonable price. And why not? I mean, jump on it, you know, uh, how much did they go for on the, F- on the secondary market? Like three times as much, like $1,500. Uh, so I, I remember the bike compacts, which is what I'm looking at the chronograph, the salmon Dow, which I don't, I guess you can't buy it. I don't know if it's like a one-time thing they're going for uh yeah, over a thousand bucks, which is crazy. Cause I mean, you're buying it for, 626 bucks or something like that so for them to be reselling for double the price is yeah Mm. and it's five atmospheres yeah i mean you wouldn't go swimming in that thing anyways no 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 yeah these are these are vintage inspired watches i mean these are definitely dress watches so they're nice i just think it's a little expensive you know in in my opinion so yeah they're attractive uh, watches though what's that Oh, they are attractive watches, though. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. I, I, I definitely like their Aqua Escape, which is their dive watch. Their yeah, GMT like is awesome blue. too. Yeah, yeah I'm a GMTs. sucker. I'm a sucker for a GMT, man. But look at the prices <laughs> on the GMTs, right? Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll look at this uh, blue and orange, which I know Omar uh, from Timeless Sneakers and Watches was actually looking to pick this one up. Uh, it's a cool watch. So we're look, but it's eleven hundred bucks, right? Yeah, thousand one hundred and five dollars. Um. I think the Christopher Ward GMTs are cheaper than that. Well, yeah. About the same price, a little bit cheaper. So this one houses the automatic Swiss movement. So prod C one, two, five GMT. I'm not too familiar with that movement. Are you guys? Cause I don't, I don't no. really know. Yeah. I don't really know about that movement, but uh, yeah, it's a good looking watch Baltic. Uh, so yeah. Well, what do you guys uh, think of the, of the release of the MR one then? Is it a winner? Is it a looser for you guys? What do you guys uh, think? It's definitely a winner for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a winner for a dress watch. If if you, you know, you want something uh, super classy. I mean, it's very it's very refined. Oh yeah, for sure. You know. So, how do you guys feel about uh, Chinese movements? And are you guys guys, uh, pro? You're against it? Uh, I I don't know enough. If I'm being honest. Um, Well, how do you? Well, I mean, there's enough uh, talk of the Seagull ST19. Everybody and their mom owns one, so that that, that's a great movement, right there. Yeah, and that's the movement that was made because they bought the old Swiss equipment and brought it over, and you know, basically, yeah, reverse engineered it or whatever you want to say. So, yeah, yeah, it's proven its its usefulness over time. I mean, 
Okay, I wouldn't have cool. a problem getting one. Yeah. If the right watch presented itself. It wouldn't bother me. Okay, cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, we talked about uh, Vacheron. We talked about Baltic. So why don't we talk about something different? So, yeah, uh, I, I know we talk a lot about watches and stuff like that. But one of the things that I like about um, uh, other podcasts that I listen to, uh, in particular, the Grey NATO, I've really been getting into that, is that they talk watches, but they kind of diversify a little bit into just life and expedition and different things obviously i'm not i'm not a diver i don't do things like that but yeah i i i think we uh that's why we have a part in the show that we talk about other things so yeah jason why don't we tell us something else so it could be watches but just uh whatever it's your time just uh, whatever you want to talk about man oh um well I, I wanted to take a little bit of time to say a couple of thank yous if that's cool to some of the people in the community that i've gotten absolutely. to know yeah so it's important absolutely. especially if they're giving you their time uh, yeah for sure so, Adrian over at somewhere in time on Instagram yes. um, and his great YouTube guy. channel. Great guy. He let me do great a collaboration guy. with him on Seiko Samurais. So yeah. I have the great white shark. I have the blue whale and I just picked up the blue lagoon and I have a modified SRPB 53 and uh, with the Namoki steel bezel insert. Oh, I won okay. that off. All of them. I won off eBay. So shout out eBay watches because they, they're great, great stuff. Um, and I love the process to Dan over at the Seiko mod man. You can follow him on Instagram as well. He's my mod guy. He's in England. So it takes a little bit of time to get stuff back and forth, okay. but he's easy to work with a uh, great communicator and does a good job. Cool. Uh, Strapsco Strapsco affiliate. Uh, Haley's been great with me over yeah. there and I appreciate that. And then uh, my wife real quick, uh, better yeah. watch collection than I have smaller collection. She has a mundane that just blows me away every time I look at it. Um, and uh, she, she supports me in the watch stuff and is just uh, super helpful. So I wanted to get those out of the way first. And uh, But I'm, I'm a pretty avid reader. I like to watch a lot of movies as well. Um, I try to read every morning a little bit, uh, something that you know challenges my mind. Uh, once, you, once I retired from the military, there was a large gap of time um, unaccounted for. You didn't realize how much of your day was just taken up for you. So you didn't have to think about it. And then once I retired, I was like, oh, man, what am I doing with all this time? You know? yeah. And uh, so I try to read in the mornings. Uh, there's a great book out there called The Writer's Journey. Okay. It's, uh, uh, I know P watches a lot of uh, you know, Star Wars stuff and then you know, different television shows. The Writer's Journey is a follow-on book to a book called The, the Hero's Journey by Dr. Mm-hmm. Joseph Campbell. And it's all based about the monomyth, like the original Hero's Journey. And reading these books, if anyone's interested in reading, it really helps you understand in popular media and other things like the archetype characters that you meet along these stories. And it's, uh, it's something I recommend to everybody to read. It's, uh, it can be kind of bad because when you're watching this show, you're like, Oh, I know who this archetype character is now, you know, but sometimes they do an amalgamation. They'll, they'll mix two characters together. One per one character will play multiple parts. So I always toss books out there to anyone that's a reader, uh, the hero's journey or the writer's journey, uh, pretty good books. And, uh, that's that's what I pretty much do for fun. I read a lot, watch movies. That's cool. That's I haven't cool. seen anything new. I want to go see the new Bond film. Obviously, yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, but I'm probably going to wait to see what I hear about it because I'm not a spoiler <laughs> guy. You can tell you can tell me the end of something, and it's not going to ruin it for me. Right? You really? Know, it's, it's, no, it's either going to be good or it's not. You know what I mean? It's not going to. It's weird. Like sometimes I go read wikis before I watch something. <laughs> And I'll be like, oh, they did a really good job ending that, you know? Because the one thing I can't stand is a poor ending. I don't care about the ending, but it's kind of like, well, that was really not the greatest ending ever. They didn't really finish it kind of thing. Yeah. That's more for me. So, yeah. But what have you guys? Have you guys seen anything or done anything cool? Uh, um, I've, been, uh, I've been gearing up for the release of the Halloween Kills movie. Yes. Next Friday, right? Uh, I'm yes, I'm gearing. I've been watching all the Halloween movies. You know what I mean? Trying to get prepared for this one. And um, I think it's gonna be great. Yeah. And actually after this one, they have one more they're gonna release in that particular series. So, you know, of Halloween movies. So it's gonna yeah. be a trilogy. It's gonna be awesome. Awesome. Nice. You know, so and of course Star Wars, you know, Star Wars is like everywhere. I just yeah. got a, a, a Star Wars encyclopedia. You know, oh, nice! It's off the hook. Off I watched a couple episodes of the the visions. Yeah, yeah. start with visions. That first episode. Yeah. Oh man, I need. To, I need. To, I watched the first episode. I need to get into that a little bit more. I the artwork is the, excellent. The Bad Batch. 
I got like three episodes of the Bad Batch, Visions, and um, we got some good news. They actually uh are start. They supposed to be starting a new trilogy, starting in twenty twenty three. Star Wars. Don't know if it's gonna be based on the Skywalker saga or what, but it's supposed to be a new trilogy. Nice. So we'll see. Why? We'll let you sorry, know. Oh. Sorry, Miguel. Why? <laughs> Miguel. Sorry, Miguel. like, why did this happen? <laughs> why? Sorry, Miguel. Sorry. Just let it die. Just let it die. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. So, have you guys seen the show Squid Game? No. On Netflix? No, I haven't. I want to watch it. All right. So, on I'm Netflix, on episode. Right. I recommend it. So far, it's been really, really good. I'm on episode three. And, and basically, the premise is all these people are uh, degenerate gamblers, right? And, and and it shows you how it follows the lead guy, how he struggles with gambling. And it's it's crazy. I mean, you, you look at this and you're like, yeah, right, whatever. But there is people like that in real life that mm-hmm. they cannot have a little bit of money because they want to gamble it because they think they can win more and more and more and they keep gambling it. So that's the premise. It's gamblers. They go into this game and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, mm-hmm. but it's it's really interesting. And the, the, the thing is they play like, children's games which is kind of funny and interesting but yeah it, it i guess it touches on social economic injustices and and different things like that it's a south korean show so it is dubbed in english you don't have to read subtitles uh i thought i was not gonna like that but i didn't really mind it i remember watching uh parasite the movie parasite mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys have seen it it's an incredible movie a south korean movie yeah really good actress in the squid game uh a little bloody a little gory so if you're into that kind of stuff right up your alley but i, I recommend <laughs> it it's it's actually really good and that's why there's a lot of memes fo- floating around and things yeah like that, it's actually a really good a, a good show i really do recommend it and you get into it you get into it for sure um that's one of the things that i watch and we've really been wanting to watch uh that new venom movie the, the venom versus oh, carnage, yeah. let there be mm. carnage i have we haven't had a chance but we saw the first Venom, uh, although there was a ton of negative reviews out there or whatever. Uh, we watched it and we actually really, really it liked was pretty, it. It was good. Yeah. It was the whole movie. licensing thing with Spider-Man, though, has been kind of a mess. Mm. Yeah. The whole licensing, it's, it, it, uh, right. yeah. I love Spider-Man, though, but it's been kind of a mess. I can't wait for the new Spider-Man movie. I, I heard that there's going to be some crazy things where all the all the guys, all the real actors that played yeah. Spider-Man are going to meet in a multiverse in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so Tony yeah. McGuire and right. who else? Yeah. Tony McGuire, Andrew Garfield. Toby McGuire, Andrew. Yeah. And then this yeah. new guy. So that's going to be interesting. That's going to be oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's been my oh. favorite. That's been my favorite movie the last, I'd say, five years, especially animated was Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Movie. Okay. yeah. Uh-huh. That so I can I can draw and paint a little bit. I've always been able to pre-right-brained. And uh I wouldn't say I'm great or anything, but I, you know, I, I've always done it. And uh when I first saw Into the Spider-Verse, it blew me away. I could not it, you know, when you're a little kid, I'm I'm in my 40s. So when you're a little kid, you know, you would see remember that old Spider-Man cartoon from the 70s? It was yeah, all yeah. psychedelic. Uh-huh. But you always think, man, it'd be really cool if they could if technology caught up with right turning the comic books into three dimensions. And that was the mm-hmm. first time, the first animated feature I saw where I felt like, oh man, they finally nailed it. And uh, no spoilers, but if anyone hasn't seen it, you know, there, there's a distinct art style for each character. So when the character comes in, that art style comes in with that character. And when that, that Spider-Man or Spider-Person, and when that Spider-Person leaves, that art style leaves and you don't see it again. So it's like a buildup artistically and then you reach like, you know, the zenith of all the spider people. And then as they leave, so like Spider-Man Noir, no more black and white noir stuff. Spider-Ham leaves, you know, that goes away. It's just, uh, so I'm just saying that if anyone hasn't seen that, like make some popcorn, sit down, watch that movie. Because if the real life Spider-Man is anywhere near as good as Into the Spider-Verse, it's going to be pretty sweet. Cool. And so I here's some message. like to plug uh, Star Wars, the book of Boba Fett was announced to uh starts <laughs> december 22nd this year the book of boba fett is gonna be hot so yeah he's a bounty hunter miguel yes yes sir. you gotta love him it's kind of I a just can't, for i just cannot get into star wars i cannot get into star wars i don't uh, know why i just cannot get into star wars i i did for a little bit and i quickly got out of it <laughs> no i was gonna say hey, for anybody that has uh kids and is watching or listening 
do encourage your kids to read. Uh, and I need to do that as well, because I will love my son to be well-versed and know as many uh, words as Jason does. I've been very impressed by the way you talk. I mean, it's incredible. Some oh. of the things you're saying, I, I know you probably don't realize it, but it's, it does go a long way when you're a minority. And it's fair to say, I mean, all of us here in this call are yeah. minorities. You're a Hispanic heritage, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, my, yeah, from so, Southern California originally, from the same place. Yeah, from the same place. And, and, and you know, there's just so much, so much crap going on. And the only way that you can elevate your game is not a few, few ways, but one of the, one of the easiest ways and, and maybe free is learning how to talk, right? Yeah. Learning, learning uh, how to, how to, you know, kind of fit into the, to that world or maybe, yeah. you know, just be like you. So, yeah, I'll be honest, be like bro. Jason. I mean, it's the one thing, you know, like I tell, a, it's never too late to start. And B, you know, they can't take what's up here away from you. They, yeah. they can't. And if you, you should, you should challenge yourself every single day, right? Like even if it's, even if it's little challenges and, and if you do good, you know, pat yourself on the back for a second, like toot your own horn, like don't rest on your laurels, but you know, if you do something good and you, and you worked really hard for it, you know, there's so many people not wanting to do it. Take a second to be like, good job, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then carry on smartly and do what you got to do. And I think for little young people, you know, it's especially important because I knew growing up in Southern California, there was so much, so much stuff I wasn't exposed to like yeah. books, books brought the world to me. Now books can be written from perspectives or whatever, but I tell a funny story when I was little, I used to get in so much trouble. My mom would put me in the corner and make me read this encyclopedia set we had. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah, she bought an encyclopedia. Yep. She's like, go in the corner and read, right? So I'd be, and so finally I started reading because I was in the corner so much. I'm like, well, I might as well read some stuff, right? And, uh, but I mean, you learned about it was an encyclopedia set. So I just learned and it's little nuggets. And then, you know, what I tell people all the time is you may not be interested in this one topic, but if you find something you're interested in, I mean, just go learn all you can about it because, you know, there's libraries, there's all kinds of stuff, and you can just fill your brain up and learn so much. And, I'm a firm believer. It really does make you more confident, right? Like it doesn't mean you won't be wrong at times. It doesn't mean there won't be a situation where you don't know something, but I feel like the more I've learned when I don't know something, it's easier for me just to say, I don't know something. If someone, I'd be like, Hey, tell me about that. Cause I don't know anything about it. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not so apt to act like I know something's like, no, I don't know it. Cause I know I know plenty of other stuff, but it's like the last part about this is like, Oh, I have good friends who are mechanics bro. Worst mechanic in the world. I couldn't fix anything. Like if you want me to help you demo your house, I'll come there with a sledgehammer. We'll tear it up, but you don't want me doing your plumbing. You don't, <laughs> you don't want me to do your list. I got plenty of friends that are great at that. You know, I, they helped me out hats off to all of them. Uh, but I'm very honest about that. Like, I mean, I could sell your bridge, bro. You don't want me building your bridge. <laughs> and, and I'm honest about that, you know, and that's what I love about the watch community too, is because I've learned a lot from, from, some, some people just their posts, the way they post, there's some people whose photography is just amazing. And, you know, I can't really ask them questions, but I can set up my shots and be like, okay, I think I understand what they're doing here. Um, people like you, Miguel, who has just been outright helpful, um, in multiple facets of the watch hobby. So I appreciate that, you know, and, or P just being kind and taking a chance of having me come on the podcast with you guys. And we don't even know each other from Adam and, uh, it's gone along pretty well. So I think reading reinforces all of that to tie it all together. I mean, you can read about whatever you want to read about. You're responsible for what you put in your brain. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, hundred percent, man. Which brings me to a great quote. <laughs> looking, I was back, looking back, it's contagious. Decay and corruption goes hand in hand with the fetism of lack of action. I know exactly what he means when he says that too. Nice. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Yep. Thank you. We got a we got a smart guy in the show, P. <laughs> no, no. I get it. Omar and no. Dave, we had them in the past, not so much. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Anyway, Jason, where can people find you then? Oh, well, primarily right now, uh, watch rolling on, on IG, Instagram. Okay. Um, I have a propensity to post wrist rolls, but I think they're fun. Yeah. Uh, I also do some awesome. I'm I'm really work, thank you. I'm really working on my macro photography right now. I just have my phone. You're doing good, by the way, man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm really working on that, trying to get that down. Uh, I have plans in the future to buy a, a, a really good camera or, you know, decent camera. 
and have a camera set up. Uh, I will be launching my website. It will be a watch blog on October 16th called it's watchrolling.com. Nice. Uh, yep. I'm going to focus on, uh, you know, helping veterans. Cause I feel like when I'll have a whole page of it set up for veteran ref, uh, resources, stuff you can go on, whether it's job related, you know, mental health related, whatever, there'll just be a little depository there for people to click on, but also for uh, any veterans that are interested in getting something other than a G shock, you know, uh, show them where good value is value for money propositions where you're not spending your money. You know, do you want a bunch of watches or do you just want like a three watch collection? I'm going to yeah. help out there, but it'll also be for, I don't want to say younger people, but maybe newer people into the hobby to help them learn from the mistakes I made initially when I started getting stuff. So they don't have to do that. Like, you know, what, what matters to you value, uh, the way a watch is built or designed, because sometimes some people don't care what the watch has got inside and they don't even care if it lasts for three years. Well, there's plenty of watches like that you can get for a decent amount of money. Or if you really care about what's inside, et cetera, et cetera. So that's going to be the whole stick. It's going to be quick in and out. I'm going to do 250 word articles. I'm going to keep it simple. Um, I know people's time is valuable and whatever little bit of time they give me, you know, and and my website will be there. And then hopefully that transitions into, um, uh, watch previews and watch reviews. I've really listened to you guys and I'm going to clarify what a preview is for me and what a review is. A preview is going to be my initial impressions of a watch, but I've already gifted out two watches to two of my veteran buddies. Um, they're wearing them for three months and they're going to do the feedback on the reviews of those specific watches. So, and hopefully that expands cool. out from veterans, but maybe people that work with their hands or do you know industry trade stuff. Um, you will get a no BS review of a watch of like, Hey, I, I'm a foreman. I work on this stuff and I beat this watch up, but it lasted and it went pretty well. And then we'll expand from there and see where it goes. But that's the initial uh, idea of the overall watch blog. And it'll keep me busy. So sounds Ooh. cool, man. It's different. So I, 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 yes, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. P Ross. Yo, Ross wristwatch love everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Nice. So SoCal Watch Reviews for me, Relojando is my Spanish channel. I haven't given that a lot of love because I've been really busy with my English stuff. And I'm trying to, you know, always better myself with photography and videography. And it's just a passion of mine, you know. So uh, we are growing, but I, I stopped kind of looking at the numbers now. I'm really just doing it just because I love it, you know. And I, I, I really, my, my goal is to be able to just... Uh, just challenge myself i guess like you said jason there's different ways of challenging yourself and my my challenge is more artistic and you know hopefully i want to get to a level where i kind of really know what i'm doing and i could teach my son if he wants to uh that trade of maybe photography and he could run with it or not run with it but at least <laughs> i know as a father i could give him some kind of the tools and some of the experience if he wants to uh and if not you know when i get a little bit older and retire maybe that's what i'll do maybe just I'll have 20, 30 plus years of photography under my belt and I'll be really good at it. I don't know, whatever. But uh, anyway, I'm having fun. I, I think we're all having fun and that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. So, but uh, Jason, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been it's been a pleasure. I've been wanting to have you on. Uh, we talked about it and we finally made it happen. So thank you. Thank and you I appreciate it. Thanks for your time, guys. Both of you guys. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely, sir. Yeah. The P Ross, uh, let's stick with it, man. We got a we got a huge guest for episode 100. We don't want to let it out of the bag yet. Because uh, we're still working out the details. But uh yeah, yeah, stick around, episode 92. So thank you so much for watching, listening, and as always, my friends, stay humble. <laughs>